Yeah, this sound like a movie right here. Yup. Well, fuck it. Here go the soundtrack. soundtrack Bullets of gun smoke. Dipset. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. They wanna war, huh? Uh. Where we at? Heard these niggas wanna war. I heard. I'm good at those. Hello and welcome to the War Report. This is, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if we could call it a week better than last, but so far nothing has been raided. There's been no coups. Uh, we, we supposedly get in the STEMI and along with the stimulus check, I have a new co-host on the show, man. Quan from the comeback spot. I'm so glad to no longer be talking to myself at goddamn midnight <laughs> uh, and talk about uh, the Wednesday night wars and the massive quotation marks. <laughs> hey man, it's good to be here, man. I'm, it's been I feel like it's been a long time coming. Oh yeah, I'm ready to get going, man. There, there, there's been a a lot of suggestions for co-hosts and i i was just like nah i'm, I'm gonna go with Quan on this one <laughs> you're one of, you're one of the few people i know that uh that sort of enjoys aew or is it's more straight. like neutral yeah you're, you're very it's neutral straight, it's straight, it's <laughs> so that's good and it it just feels nice to talk to somebody uh about wrestling again and we're going to start off with in the trenches and we're going to start off with a big one. Uh, a lot of COVID related news, of course. Uh, but first things first is Chris Jericho says he tested positive for COVID-19 last fall, uh, last September, I believe. And somebody pulled up the records <laughs> and shows that he has not missed the AEW show since <laughs> a, uh, September. So that raises a lot of concerns. How you feel about that? My man was outside with it. We saw, we saw what he was doing on the uh, with that little biker rally concert. We know <laughs> we know what this is about, man. Look, it's <laughs> we. I mean, at this point, we know what it is with Jericho, man. He, he has a platform, a, a big platform. A lot of people listen to his podcast. A lot of people mm-hmm. watch his shows. And I'll be, I'm just gonna be blunt with it, like. He's very irresponsible with this. And he's just now telling us that he had COVID in September. You know, after all the nonsense he's put out, all the the like tweets. Mm -hmm. It's just just, just irresponsible. I mean, we're going to go further into it with, you know, what else would happen over the the last two weeks ago. But I was just looking at stats, man, and just like where we are in the country and just COVID cases. And, you know, not to get too morbid, just like deaths. I looked it up. It was like, I think we're at like 380,000 since yeah. March. It's, it's crazy, man. Like, but I'm not surprised, <laughs> especially, especially out, <laughs> out in Florida. Well, I mean. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this. Like when Jericho said that he tested post, uh, positive for COVID-19, my first thought was cat. And I think he's just saying that he caught COVID just to like downplay it. Because, you know, like, oh, I got COVID and, you know, I didn't, you know, he didn't miss an AEW I show. I got COVID. Look, look look at me. Yeah. I, was like, I, I got dude. COVID and look, I still went to work. Yeah. I, I still wrestled. Yeah. Come on. I haven't missed a step. Yeah, and it didn't affect me at all. Yeah. I, I think he big capping on the COVID thing. So that's, he could, like, he could have very much been upfront and honest, but like, 
he he wasn't. And another person that got COVID and was very silent about it, not that everybody has to be upfront with it, was uh, Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks. He said he got COVID-19 and we didn't know about it. No, he, he said he got COVID-19 last fall and we didn't know about it till last week. So AEW just not letting people know <laughs> like people just think it's a wonderland and like you uh like you mentioned uh there's just been a big covid outbreak between all shows this week and yeah, we can't even fall AEW on this one this is a, this yeah. is a wrestling worldwide this is just ridiculous and I, I think uh we was just in the chat and then we saw the ricochet instagram post and we were just like this motherfucker well first of all before anything, congrats to Ricochet for being able to come back home because he's been he's been he's been out of the house for a minute now. Well, yeah, he, 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 finally, he finally back home. He finally got a uh, Stacy's house, kick his ass out. Say, Go back to your girl, bro. So I'm, I'm happy for Ricochet. So you know what? Yeah. Yeah, he had a reason to celebrate. I can't even fault him. No man. Uh, no, I'm gonna fault him on this one because <laughs> you finally you finally come back home and then you brought you brought everybody to come with you. And I'm not I'm not trying to point fingers at Ricochet. Like obviously he's not like, you know, the only person that was out there. Britt Baker and Adam Cole was out as well. Surely they possibly had masks, but you know, they just take it off for the picture. I've seen it happen before. Yeah. Um like surely no, everybody that. spent time with their families and shit like that. So and they just all brought it back home. <laughs> it's inevitable, man. It's inevitable at this point. Right? Uh-uh. It's not. It's not hard to just stay in the crib, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, but at at the same time, bro. At the same time, like I get it, bro. Like we've been in the crib since since March. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it's it's not responsible. I'm not. I'm not condoning it. But I'm saying I get why people do it at this point. They're like, you know what? Yeah. Just it's they're, just, they're just like fuck it. The vaccine. Yeah. You know, I get sick. I just quarantine. You know. And yeah, then just hope for it, the best. <laughs> it is what it is. And you know, we didn't see too much uh you know, too much affecting it uh on NXT this week. Like it would happen on Raw, like Raw was like stripped the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> uh but for NXT, it was a pretty good show. Uh but we're gonna talk about these other two uh quick hit things. Cody says he wants to face Sting in one-on-one competition. I think we called that soon as Sting signed the damn contract or when it was rumors in the air. I don't see this match being a normal one-on-one. So RIP Darby Allen's reign when uh when the time comes. I mean, yeah, you knew you knew what it was when he signed. That Cody match was happening. Cody, yeah. That's the, the Cody special. If you come through AEW, you gotta face Cody. Yeah, and Literally, as soon as things uh, Sting signed, everybody was just like, "Yep, the Cody's match happening. Cody's match happening." Yeah. So it is what it or they, is. Or they were saying he Sting wasn't going to wrestle at all, which I knew was capped from the jump. If he was signing, he was wrestling. What? <laughs> I, saw, I, I, I know you I, saw it. I was true. I was truly hoping in my hearts of hearts that Sting was not wrestling. <laughs> you knew what it but was. But if if he is going to wrestle, I hope he's okay. And you know that yeah. that and so forth. <laughs> I would hope Tony Khan would be aware enough to think like, hey, if he's healthy enough, even I would imagine if he does have any kind of one-on-one match, 
<laughs> if, if he had any kind of one-on-one match like that, I'd imagine it'd probably be a lot of bells and whistles, probably some kind of no oh, DQ well, fight where he didn't take crazy bumps or anything like that. Or the, the, the matches with Cody are always bells and whistles. They're always bells and whistles. So it, it, he is the best person to face, honestly. And Tony Khan having the wherewithal to uh, take his health uh, into consideration when Matt Hardy brains was a uh, <laughs> goddamn silly putty, man, and they say shaking on the pavement, <laughs> and they said, "Yeah, man, keep it going." Uh, I'm I'm worried for Sting, but for the last thing in the trenches, I just you know we didn't really have to talk about it, but I wanted to talk about it, man. Cody Kenny Omega's jacket. Now I don't know why, I don't know where this shit took place at. It, it's probably Impact or something, but. I'm tired of seeing Kenny's fake uh, Versace jacket, man. <laughs> that's the um, that's the jacket your auntie wore like in the early '90s. That's what kind of jacket that is. <laughs> that uh, the, that's the Migos uh, 2013 cover jacket. Yeah, b- like, before shit. they got a little bit of money, you know. What yeah, I mean? that shit looked the tacky as shit. Mixtape Migos. Amen. We gonna keep it a stack. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever seen Kenny Omega get a fit off. Not once. Nope, man. Not uh, once. I, I think I think I'll say he got a fit off during the AEW uh, game reveal when he was dressed as Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably oh, with, it. Oh, with, the, with the turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, the, the turtleneck and the blue nah, jeans. I think nah, that's he, it. Yeah, he got it but, off. Uh, on that one. Nah, everybody's saying he was clean. He was dressed. Nah, man, that shit not flying around here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with that said, we're gonna get into AEW real quick. Okay, 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 guys, listen, listen, cool. listen, 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 hold on. We're all top-level professionals here, right? We're huge stars, tremendous athletes, sexy hooligans. We're sexy! Uh, okay. First major topic. Takanti versus Serena Deeves. There has been a lot of, uh, <laughs> I would say, hype around Takanti uh, in this match. And I'll say I did enjoy the match. Uh, I thought it was really great. I wasn't a big fan of Serena Deeb's uh, starting out at first. I did like some of the Thunder Rosa matches. Did not like the Serena match that I think happened at All Out, I believe. Uh, one of the most recent pay-per-views. Uh, wasn't a big fan of it. But this match, I, I liked a lot. Uh, thoughts? I, I did enjoy it. And I will be the first to say I think Tay Conti has improved greatly since NXT, I think. Only complaint I had about the match, and it wasn't even the competitor's fault, it's just that half the match was during the commercial. And, like, we only really got to see the final stretch, which is disappointing. Which is but, normally the case. But, it, but it's, this is AEW, so yeah, <laughs> kind of what they do. But, no, I, 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 thought, I, I thought it was a really good match. And, yeah, I, I would agree, like, she is better than she was in NXT. And honestly, that's just natural. Like she's just gaining yeah. more experience. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> she was always she's always been an athlete. What is she like? A black belt yeah. in like yeah. jiu-jitsu or something? Like she had it in her. She just needed a little bit more, you know, time. And experience. it was hard. It was harder on NXT, especially uh shout out to Chris Novak. He pointed out that like it was a one hour show back when she was on there. And mm-hmm. you gotta remember the whoever the girls were back then at that point. <laughs> Eo, Rio Ripley, yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, Nikki Cross, uh, like she's been there for a minute, like, yeah, she, she wasn't thinking, those reps in her. thinking that Takanti was gonna be at the top in the Shayna Baszler era of NXT, 
with a rising Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, like <laughs> it wasn't happening. So I'm glad it, everybody is Bianca didn't even get that point. Yeah, she didn't she didn't uh she didn't really get rise to the top till like last year, honestly. But um I'm I'm glad Takanti is finally getting the love that she deserved. Uh well she she earned. She uh she earned uh she earned the praise that she's getting, and that's uh, that's perfectly okay. Okay, so now we're going to move on to Darby Allen versus Brian Cage for the TNT Championship. Uh, I like Brian Cage. I'm just very, I'm I'm still very sad that he's part of Team Taz because all them boys do is lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they did say on commentary that was he hasn't. That was that about was that his first pinfall loss on the uh since he um signed uh singles match wise? Uh I think it might be. Yeah. Okay. Because Moxley probably actually the Moxley match was a surrender. Yeah. He lost a whole bunch of tag matches. He probably like tapped out at some point or something. Uh but nah. I I, I thought this match was really great because I think Brian Cage really works well against smaller dudes. Because this dude's fucking massive, but uh, nah, man, this is <laughs> Team Taz always lose. So like when when uh when uh the bell rung, I was just like, well, that happened. Now what for Team Taz? And honestly, I, I'm just gonna see. I'm just gonna expect Taz to come out next week and be like, blah 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 blah, sting this, sting that. And a lot of the match was just waiting for Sting to come out. So yeah, I, I, I gotta imagine. I gotta imagine at this point is maybe that's where they go with it. Darby and Sting versus maybe Ricky Starks and and uh, Cage. Which you know what? If that can be Sting's first match in, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. It'll. I think. I think. Uh, I, think <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I, I think. I think Ricky Starks is good enough of a seller to really make it let um Sting look good. Mm-hmm. I obviously don't think Sting's gonna take any bumps in that match. It's gonna be all Darby. Yeah, Sting yeah. will come in maybe for the hot tag. On is he? Can <laughs> I mean, he? I, I, don't know, he I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how hot that tag will be, but like, like the the pop will be there. But the pop the, will be there. The 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 fast and hotness of it, I don't yeah. think is gonna be there. The the warm t- the warm tag <laughs> from Darby. Yeah. Um. Yeah, at this point, whenever there is an AEW title match, um, I talked about it uh, last fall with Erica and the Green Phantom. Whenever there is like a title match or anything that happens at AEW, I, I kind of just always wonder what's next because AEW's booking is kind of, you know, very unpredictable and very odd. So whenever there's a match or whenever there's a title match announced, I'm just like, what's like, what's going to happen to this person when the match is over, you know? And I do, I do see just Team Taz running it up again. And like you said, there's possibly going to be like a tag match, and they're just going to take another loss. <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking that out for sure. Yeah. So it it is what it is. I'm I'm praying I'm praying for Ricky Starks. I'm praying for Brian Cage, uh, Will Hobbs. I'm not sure who this Hook kid is yet. I haven't seen him work at all. I just seen him jump people from time to time, but uh, that's Taz's son, right? Is it? I believe it's Taz's son. 
hey man <laughs> it is what it is because <laughs> i was just watching aew one day and he showed up yeah and i was just like oh okay this must be uh, this must be an aew dark thing so. I, I believe um i think it was like, like three weeks ago whenever taz was beefing with cody about something he was like and cody was like then why are we why is nightmare factory training your son or something like that and then taz got all butthurt about it and he put him in the uh taz mission which is the first <laughs> time i've seen taz do anything physical and oh yeah so but um yeah i believe it's his son hey well when he's on dark he'll be on dark hey uh, <laughs> next we're gonna move Even with on. the varsity blondes oh that that'd be cool I Actually, I, I like even, I, I like, like the varsity, varsity blogs a lot. <laughs> I do like the varsity blogs. I ain't gonna hold you. I I like them a lot. I'm 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 very sad uh, when we talk about I, I guess like the main attraction here. But we're we're gonna talk about the weekly inner circle segment. Mm. I don't think there's been an inner circle segment I've enjoyed in a really long time. <laughs> but uh, the inner circle is out. Jericho basically says, you know, their New Year's resolutions and they want to they want to win tag team gold. And I am very much with Pride and Powerful saying, wait, what you mean you want tag team gold when we are literally the tag team in the inner circle? Uh, I think Jericho and whoever his partners may be has more wins under his belt than pride and powerful do i don't think power pride and powerful has won a match in a uh I they went on, they've won on dark but they haven't won on dynamite in a long time it's been a minute yeah. if it happens on dark it don't exist it don't so. even count <laughs> it, it really don't so we're gonna get a three-way match to determine who is going to be the tag team that represents the inner circle. And I just want to start off and say, I think it is very weird that MJF did not opt in to tag in with Wardlow. And I think it was very weird that Jake Hager didn't opt in to tag with Wardlow either. That's what I thought they were going to do. I thought it It made sense to me. It seemed very natural, but you know, AEW don't think the same as we do, man. (laughs) But what are your thoughts on a lot of this? (sighs) Um, over these last few months, I found it very hard to care about inner circle deeds, just, just anything they're doing. Um, I agree with you. I think, um, it doesn't make much sense for Jericho and, and Kayfabe to be worrying about the tag team champions when he has a legit tag team in his stable. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interested to see where they go with Sammy with this. He seems to be the odd one out in the situation. I mean, I feel like they've been teasing him kind of pushing more towards the face side these last maybe like six weeks or so. And I want to see when they pull the trigger on it, if they even do pull the trigger on it. Um, it, it, it is what it is with Sammy. I, I do think he does belong in the TNT title division. That's like really where he should be looming around. Um, I I just think whatever gets pride and powerful out of the inner circle please, i'm all for please man, get out of there i i think i said on twitter like whatever this whatever that outcome is if pride and powerful lose i think that should definitely have them bitter and you know they just leave and that creates two new tag teams but the downside of that is that we have a 
random ass tag team with Chris Jericho in it within again. the division. Yeah, again. Uh, For the third time. So that that is a big, big problem. I think I think Pride and Powerful just, just take it, even though I don't want them affiliated with the inner circle. Honestly, this just feels like a match to just, you know, have a match. Like, just the inner circle taking up more time on TV as they normally Just, just to get Jericho on TV. They, it seems like they really like having Jericho on, on TV in any kind of capacity they can. Jericho and MJF, they, yeah. they have to have their segment every week. They have to. Yeah. Uh, and next, uh, this will be our, our, our final topic before we go into AEW Quick Hits. The Good Brothers at Kenny Omega faced the Varsity Blondes in a third person. I don't recall it, what their name was on commentary. It, who was it? it? Danny Limelight. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but but I, but I will say he wasn't. He didn't look bad. He looked all right. He looked yeah, all right he, out there. He, he was good in there. I will say Carl Anderson. Uh, still, I, I, I think he's still great. Um, Kenny Omega, it, it, it's kind of it is what it is with him at this point. Lou Gallo still kind of asked to me. <laughs> he he just <laughs> all right. I, I won't say as he just moves very slow, and it looks yeah. weird when standing next to Kenny Omega and Carl Anderson. I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. I don't think I don't. I've never liked the Good Brothers ever. For real? Even like early Bullet Club days, I didn't really care for them. They did nothing oh, for no. me. No, they're they're. I, I don't think they were that great. Uh, yeah. In Bullet Club, honestly, I I think that. Not not trying to be that guy, but I do think they kind of hit their stride in uh, WWE just with like the level of competition just being there. Like I did like their match against the Hardys, Sheamus yeah. and Cesaro, New Day, and all of them. But uh, here it is what it is. I'm sad that it had to be the Varsity Blondes. <laughs> it should have been goddamn Chaos Project. Uh, yeah, it should have been them. <laughs> it should have been like some random asshole in the acclaim. Uh, it could have been the best friends. Wow, what's the name? Uh, Ch- uh, Trent, Trent's out. Oh, oh, he's for out, real? He's, he's out. He's out for like six months. You hate to. You hate to you hear it. That <laughs> does, does suck. Yeah, but uh, the big thing to come out of this is Moxley comes out, and you know, y'all. I don't give a fuck if y'all jump me. He just <laughs> ran up on uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Uh. And they kind of just beat them three on one. But I, what, what's super, super weird to me is that Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. come out to help out Moxley. Well, if, if, if am I not mistaken, did who did the Young Bucks attack last week when they kind of like low key joined up with them? Did they attack Phoenix and Penta? They no, no they were backstage. So yeah, you know they were what? back. They they all they did right. was come out and do uh, the two sweet stuff. Uh, damn, I, I, I'm just so. You're right. Somebody, you know what? Somebody, that somebody can I, yell at their headphone, uh, their phone right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Correct me on Twitter, but like, I'm just so confused why Pentagon Junior and phoenix came out and i tweeted it and nobody said anything so i don't think anybody's gonna correct me honestly but i thought it was weird and i wonder if Pac will be on the side of moxley because mox is very uh i mean uh Pac is very much heel you know he, he's not really with the bullshit and he's doing his stuff with eddie kingston so i'm and curious lance, to see and lance archer too they're all kind of intertwined with each other right it's really um, it's interesting. It's like heels versus bigger heels. I don't even know. Like <laughs> it's it's so weird. But I do like AEW having like 
not linear feuds like there's spider there's like a spider web going on like this person fucked over that person so they're gonna tag with this person you know yeah. like there's yeah, a the lot feud, of moving pieces the feuds aren't like in like singular little universes they're all it's like a unless you're a certain character yeah unless you're like yeah (laughs) but for the most part they kind of intertwine with each other yeah that that's one of the few things i like about uh aew but i fully expecting the john moxley lucha bros versus kenny omega and the good brothers and i think that should be a really good match i don't think the good brothers are a bad tag team so when they have the match with the lucha bros it should be really cool i do agree and that is it for AEW. Now we're just going to get into the quick hits. I thought uh, Eddie Kingston and Pac was good. How you feel about it? Yeah, it was a good match. I gave it a, uh, I think I gave it like three and a half, three out, three out of five, three and a half. <laughs> I might have it to three. I, I haven't done star ratings in so long. I don't. I, uh-huh. I don't. I haven't even done it for spot callers in a minute. But um, we we had a segment on the Britt Baker. Uh, the Britt Baker talk show thing, which I'm not a fan of because Britt Baker should be having matches on the show. Uh, apparently, Cody and Shaq is still on for uh. <laughs> for some reason. I don't I don't know why, but uh, okay. Um, Miro beats um, Chuck Taylor. I thought it was okay. I, not, I just think I, yeah. I'm in, I'm interested in see um, how they do this whole young boy thing. <laughs> it, should, it should be it should be interesting uh, we haven't it, we haven't seen a uh you'll be my slave <laughs> stipulation in a, in a long time i think the last time i remember was uh what uh hbk to jbl yeah i think that might have been the last time i've seen this so i'm interested to see how they do it. It, it it's for a week i don't know when i heard that that was a stipulation i thought it was so childish <laughs> but it made me laugh so it's okay with me it's very pro wrestling um miro still great in the ring I just think that his feud with the best friends has been going for far too long. Like uh, long-term booking or, you know, booking for a long time is great. I I guess this is what people like really want, but like, I'm over it. Like just give me the match with Orange Cassidy. We get that banger and then we move on because I definitely think that Miro should be Miro and Pac should be like the two people going so so much more man yeah doing bigger and better things and i i just want to tag this on i really don't have much to say about this but ftr beats jungle express again again for whatever reason (laughs) yo you know what though shout out to um tony khan for buying the rights uh that whatever that song is they got for jurassic fest because it's yeah (laughs) it's fine i I think they just wanted to show off the song but it was just like you're not gonna get a window um (laughs) I like I, I said it last week. I do like that they're kind of like trying to give Marco Stunt some more character, which is weird because I would have gave it to Jungle Boy. But Marco Stunt is getting some character stuff going on, and he comes out and they just beat his ass anyway. <laughs> I will say that's probably the best I've seen from Marco Stunt probably since um, that Battle Royal, like at All In. Um. This is probably his uh, best performance, I would say, since his GCW days. I I couldn't even tell you about that. (laughs) That's you, Justin. (laughs) I I would say his GCW days because they would actually just let him be himself and shine. Like, uh, he wasn't in a tag team. It was just, like, his solo stuff, and they would just give him that that spotlight. 
and then it'll be a spectacle. Everybody will pop, and then, you know, we'll move on from there. But that is AEW, and now we're going to get into NXT and all of the Dusty Classic stuff. Things breaking down in this first-round matchup. Keep an eye on West. These rascals are high-flying. They're exciting. Will they advance? We'll start off with the match that I thought was oddly technical, which was very weird. Shazi Blackheart and Candice LeRae. I don't know what the hell Shasi Blackheart's been watching, but she's been on her uh, UK World of Sport wrestling shit, and I thought it was very interesting to see. Like that, I think um, I still think Shasi needs some work. I think like she's another kind of take handicap situation where I think just experience is really going to help, and I think her being in the ring with the ring general, a veteran like mm. Lorray, is going to be really good for her. So I'm I'm yeah. completely fine with them keeping this feud going. Um, yeah, the match was the match was good. It was a good yeah. match. Uh, I I liked it a lot. I like Shotzi working in uh, a very different pace. I I always have uh, I always have appreciation for uh, British wrestling, even though everybody acts like British wrestling is like the worst thing in the world. But I do like that technical style. Yeah. Net next up for Finn Balor, who who came who came with the with a very fire bar. Uh, what do you say? I, um. They don't make the cloth that I'm cut, cut from. from yeah, 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 that was like, hard. Okay. <laughs> you called Westside Gun for that. Somebody. <laughs> I was just like, all right, wh- whoever wrote that for him, all right, man. They snapped on that one. But uh, it is seeming that him and Pete Dunn is the next, uh, um, the next course for TakeOver and Karrion Cross is just waiting, honestly. And I think I think it's for the best because – Kyle O'Reilly as a baby face is money. Pete Dunn just in general is money. And I think uh, Balor, it, I, I don't want to say like this, like this reign is like really picking up like steam. Cause I always thought he was like re- having really good matches, but like the stories that are like coming within it uh, along with the matches have just been like all time great. How, how do you feel about uh, Pete Dunn being next and not carrying um, I'm absolutely fine with that. I think that's what people would much rather see. I I love the fact that NXT has a whole kind of main event scene right now where the, Finn has a couple of people on his radar that, you know, he can dance with for the next coming months. You got, like you said, Kyle. If, wants, if they want to run that back for the third time, they can. Um, <laughs> that's going to be heat. That would be heat. They got Cross. They got uh, Pete Dunn now. I mean, so they have options. Mm-hmm. And plus, that match is gonna bang, man. If, they, if that's the route they're going, that's gonna bang. I'm interested to see how Undisputed Era is involved in that because I mean they'd have to get their revenge. So, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't I mean, think Undisputed Era is gonna get much in much involved unless something happens with Kyle next week. So, we'll we'll see how that goes. But next, we got Loomis versus Gargano, which was I thought was a really good match. But what uh, what piqued my interest was Kushida coming out towards the end. I I always wanted um, who was it? Uh, who had it at the time? Well, Balor. Um, I wanted Kushida versus Balor, but Kushida versus Gargano is also another good step. I don't know. Uh, Kushida having the gold as general, like I, I think that's the goal for twenty twenty. 
I think it's I think it's due. Um, it's weird because like they were they made they made him real hot. He went on like mm-hmm. a pretty long winning streak, and then they kind of just stopped for a minute. I don't know if something happened because he, he was like off TV for like a couple weeks after that, and it was yeah. I uh, I don't know what that's about. And honestly, yeah. I think them stumbling upon the gold mine that is Babyface Solo Kyle O'Reilly. I think they just saw that and was just like, oh shit, Let's like nah, this, this, this is definitely where it's at. So, um, Kushida having a North American Championship, I'm not mad at that. I'm with and that. I'm not, I'm not mad at Loomis losing either. I think he's one of the few superstars that I really like, and I'm just like, don't win, please don't win. <laughs> I think his, I think he has such strong character work that. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. I don't like saying wins and losses don't matter for wrestlers and stuff. But he's kind of one of those guys. Like if he loses, it's not gonna take away like a lot from him. Yeah, because of the character he is. And I don't. I don't think it takes. Uh, it, to me, it doesn't take anything away from him. Especially like he loses, and then as soon as the match is over, he chokes somebody and then like kind of just looks strong again. You know. Like they, yeah, yeah. They 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 uh, bounce around that a lot. Like. I'm a big fan of Dexter Loomis, and I, I still feel like him winning over Cameron Grimes at uh, Halloween Havoc was, like, really weird. But I just think once he gets some gold, it's going to look really weird. <laughs> but uh, Loomis is definitely a good character. And just just to finish off some stuff that's – well, this is pseudo-Dusty uh, Dusty Classic related, but Bronson Reed and Swerve Scott feud – it's definitely going to be something small. And I think this is just something to get Bronson Reed hot because I, be- I believe, well, something that I'm just fantasy booking in my head that I think that Bronson Reed will be facing carrying cross soon. I think um, they really, really like Bronson Reed. I remember pre uh, COVID situation. I remember Shawn Michaels spoke very highly of him. I think he mm-hmm. might've been like kind of planning to be over it, go to NXT UK for a little bit, for a little yeah, run that was before everything yeah. happened. Um, I do. I like I like Bronson. I like Bronson Reed a lot. I think the match with Swerve would be fun. I don't. I think it'd be fun back and forth. I don't. I, I don't see Swerve winning that. I don't think he needs to win that. This is definitely just to get Bronson Reed over. Um, also, you know what else that I really, really am, am enjoying from NXT right now? This completely not on this topic, but um, no, go ahead. Zia Lee, man, I love what they're doing with Zia Lee. Oh, I think. Damn, did I forget that? I did. I, I, was so <laughs> I think. They're making her feel special. I've never seen a wrestler get presented like that. Her entrance, like low key, like on that like twenty five frame per second movie type deal, whatever <laughs> they're doing with it. I think that's so yeah. cool. I, th- I think everything they're doing with Zaylee is cool. I think they really like really like her. I can tell she like works really hard backstage. She stayed working out. That girl stay in the gym. I don't, I don't know if you follow her on IG, but that girl stay <laughs> working <don't>. out. <laughs> you right. <laughs> But yeah, I, I love what they're doing with Zia Lee. Uh, I I definitely like the presentation of what they're doing with Zia Lee as well. I my NXT just has like something going on with like the spooky characters, and I know a lot of people might not like it. Like a lot of people didn't like it with Karrion Cross. They just wanted him to be like the shoot wrestler guy, and I was just like, but him having this entrance and having like this theme around him makes him a lot more interesting. And I think that the same for Zia Lee. My only worry about Zia Lee is that, like, like the presentation's great, but once you have to get into the ring with Dakota Kai's, Rhea Ripley's, Io Shirai's, like, this one-two punch shit, that ain't happening. <laughs> but, I mean, 
I don't think Zaya's that. I think Zaya's like decent. I think she's yeah, all right. She's I, I, I never like. No, no, no. I, I, I don't about mean, just like. I, I don't like mean it long, like that. I, like I, I just long. think like uh, like the presentation's cool because they're like really like uh, presenting her as like a killer, but you know? Gonna, yeah. And then it's just like, all right, when you in there with the real killers. <laughs> yeah, I see what you. Okay, I got, I got yeah. what you're saying now. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, how that's gonna go when when you uh, when you in there with Raquel, you know? Uh, when you in there with Candice Array, Shotzi Blackheart, like a lot of the uh, prominent women on the show. And with, with that said, just, uh, you know, I think that they're going to keep doing the Zia Lee thing for a little longer and then she'll be in the main event and it'll kind of look a little more natural. Yeah, for so, sure. I think uh, she deserves it too. Yeah. And now we're going to get into all the dusty, uh, the dusty classic stuff. First, we're going to start with the women, uh, Dusty Classic stuff. They said that there's going to be more teams, I hope. I'm yeah. very confused. But uh, for the women, we have Shotzi Blackheart and Indy Hartwell. Indy, do not disappoint. <laughs> I, I liked a lot of her stuff in Melbourne City Wrestling, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what she can do. And teaming up with Candice Ray should be very interesting. Casey Cannonzaro and uh, Kenan Carter. Hey, man, somebody needs that easy first round that's, win. That's the, that's the first round. That's a buy. they nearby. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to be facing uh, Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. <laughs> uh, that's a very random tag team as well, but I think that's just a tag team of, you know, we need now, something to do because yeah, the right not here. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something, though. Oh, go ahead. That, that's my, my Mercedes Martinez. You already know that's Connecticut, right? So, uh, that you, you, she, she, she are, in my heart. She in my heart. Are, forever. are you, are you rooting for her to win the classic or win the title? All right. So, look, I would love her to win the title. I think that'd be so yeah. fire. But my, my, if I'm going to do an early prediction right now for the Dusty Classic for the women, I'm going to say Candace LeRae and Indy Hartwell. I think it makes sense just to kind of, LeRae hasn't won anything yet. So, she's been there, what? Three years now, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Yeah, I I think. Um, well, I mean, this this is without knowing all the teams, but I, I gotta think that like, it plus they got the whole the way thing going okay. on. I think. Um, you know what I mean, for for first, uh, I just want to announce the last team, uh, Shanti Blackheart and Ember Moon, but I'm worried about the team of Indy Hartwell and Candice Ray winning because. They win the Dusty Classic, and then they have to face the women tag team champions, Oscar and Charlotte. Now, <laughs> Indy Hartwell in yeah. there with Charlotte and Oscar. I am very worried. <laughs> not not that Indy Hartwell is terrible or anything, but uh, shit. Even for Candice LeRae, I am very worried being in there with the two killers that is uh, Oscar and Charlotte. Level. Um, they haven't announced a team, but I most likely think it's going to happen, and which will be my early prediction for who wins will be Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Um, Dakota Kai hurt all our hearts earlier tonight, but she yeah. is going to go with to win. <laughs> I almost blocked her. Her and um and Malcolm Bivin, they both like give a lot. <laughs> they did that to me. But uh, I I think before. Before Monday hits, we should probably know a lot more teams that are going to be on the Women's Dusty Classic. But now we're going to get into 
the first round men's matches. We're going to start with Ever Rising Grizzly Young Vets. How, how do you feel about that match? That was surprisingly more competitive than I thought it was going to be. I've been I a big, agree. I've been a big fan of uh, Ever Rise since the Chikara days. I've been a big fan of them. Okay, um, I'm glad. I'm glad you have some history on Ever Rise. Can you yeah, tell but, me? Can you tell me more? Um, so I used to watch a lot of indie wrestling back in the mid 2000s. I don't watch as much anymore. Um, they used to go by 3.0 in um chikara and they were kind of one of the prominent tag teams in that division i'm trying to think of like a really good match they had i can't think of one off the top of my head right now because that was like 15 uh, years ago but they're vets and i think they're really good I think they're, they're hilarious i think they're really really funny they play great characters they've been doing this for a minute i really enjoy ever rise okay so uh, the reason why i asked that question is that i was playing destiny with justin yesterday and i was just like i'm not feeling ever rise and he said why is it because they're white? And I was just like, no, I, 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 I just feel, I just, I just feel like they're very sauceless, you know. And then I was just like, oh, that's probably because they white. <laughs> uh, the Ever Rise rule thing, I don't think that's like, uh, I don't know, that doesn't pop me. But this, this match, it was very cool. Um, I don't know. At, normally, I'm always open to being impressed. I did like what I saw from Everrise here. So if they just keep that, I can ignore them being swagless. <laughs> but uh, you did send me some Shikara stuff, I believe, uh, two years ago. So I'm gonna see if they're on these tapes. And uh, they might be. I don't know. I, get, I, bought, I sent y'all the uh, the King of Trios, right? Yeah, yeah. They probably are on that then. Yeah, we, uh, I'll check. But uh, next match we have MSK versus Jake Atlas and Swerve Scott, which is. Isaiah, uh, Atlas, and Scott, I was just like, that's a team that's going to implode anyway. So yeah. easy win for whoever faces them first round. Uh, how do you feel about MSK's uh, debut? So um, shout out to Ben Coyle. I know that's his, that's his boys. <laughs> um, I've never actually seen them have a match before prior in, uh, in, at Impact. I never saw the Rascals wrestle. I've only seen like uh, clips. I've seen that little shooting star press move they do, which I think uh, production botched because they get it. They did it from a really bad. They showed it from like a really bad yeah. angle, and they kind of ruined it. I wish they would have showed it from like you know, so we could see them actually push them like that. But I mean, they look good. First match in. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Against uh, Jake Atlas and Swerve Scott, who are people that have like a lot of experience and you know. Cruiserweights working with cruiserweights. Uh, it was a really good match. I have seen, I've seen a match from the Rascals one time, and it was on a PWG show versus the Young Bucks. Um, this is when PWG moved into the new building. The new, the, yeah, the new building. Yeah. Which I don't know how people feel about that. I don't like the new building, man. It, it, don't, it don't feel the same, bro. It, it, it don't feel. It don't feel the same. It's 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 not. Uh, it not it, 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 it'll it'll feel it'll feel uh indie to me in there but um, i wasn't a big fan of the bucks match because it was during a period of time where the bucks was getting a lot of uh well criticism for not being for not knowing how to wrestle so in that match it was a lot of comedy stuff where they were just like no, we have in-ring psychology, and you know they were trying to like really wrestle, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they they never picked up the pace. So I, I thought that was a very bad introduction to the Rascals for me. But here, I thought it was a really good match. It was uh, really cool stuff. I can't wait to see more from them. 
people saying that they should take it all the way home let's relax <laughs> no no not, not yet let, let, let's relax fellas. absolutely not uh let, let's say uh quarterfinals <laughs> and uh or shit semifinal i wouldn't be mad if they made it to the semis but uh, i wouldn't that'd be fun I think... it's really good and then the la- the last match on the show which was better than it had any right to be. Uh, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Roger Strong versus Brizongo. What you What you mean better than that? That's four. That's four vets right there. They know what they're doing out there. Hey, man. Oh, okay, okay. Not better than. I was very surprised by Fandango in this match. This is a whole different motherfucker that was in here. <laughs> I just he he was in uh, he was in a different bag. I don't think I'm in his bag. You know, uh, Brizongo versus Undisputed Era is always a banger, no matter what the combination is. I love, I love Brizongo. <laughs> um, they're a long, long, long way from where they were in the R Truth and Gold Dust storyline. I don't know if I, you remember that. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. When's that like 2012? Uh, 16, 16. Oh, six, was it 16? Uh, 2016. It's when R. I think it was like it, it, it varied. It was like R Truth and Gold Dust. They wanted to be tag team partners, but you know, uh R Truth wanted to be a tag team, but Gold Dust did it. And then at some point, Gold Dust actually wanted to be. Oh. And then uh it, it it was a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, I don't it was just very I, weird. I don't remember anything <laughs> pre-draft 2016. Anything though anything before that, I don't remember what the hell happened that year. Uh yeah, that, that was a very weird uh, feud, but I, I like this match a lot. I, I expected the shenanigans anyway. Um, really good match, man. And that that is it for NXT this uh, this week. And next week, we'll be getting your guy, Grand Man Alik. Free Man Alik, baby. Free him. <laughs> Free my guy. And Lince Dorado versus Imperium. Who who you got winning that? Uh, Grand, Grand Man Alik. And I, I mean, I would love for for uh, Lucha House Party to win that, but I think I think that's Imperium. I think Imperium going to go pretty far in this, honestly. I uh, nah, I, I think. Um, you did Lucha House I'm Party, with, got it? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm wow. with Lucha House Party on this one. I I, I know that's very surprising, but uh, no matter how you view these people, you know, whatever prominent spot that they had in the main roster, just remind yourself that these are main roster dudes. That like is fair. through That's and through. Fair. So um that was some uh, that was something that me and Justin was talking about uh when Santos Escobar and Grand Metal League had their match. I was just like, oh I'm not really too excited, but it was just like this is a main roster nigga, like no matter how you look at it. So I was just like, yeah. So I see Lucha House Party beating Imperium on this one. And the next match, which I'm kind of split on, we have Kushida and Leon Ruff versus Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. I don't. I, I would like to see Johnny Gargano lose first round. You know what? I wouldn't even be that shocked if that happened. I think that's actually a possibility that they, they could lose the first round. To uh, I, I, say, I, say Kushida, because then you can say if Kushida pins Gargano mm-hmm. in, in said match, then there you go. That's your North American Championship match right there. Uh, for whenever the whenever Valentine's the, Day yeah. uh, takeover is. And. I think that Austin Theory will take an pin in this match. That's fair because they got a whole month before they even have to get to the mm-hmm. takeover. Anyway, that's fair. I can see that. Uh, I'm I'm glad Leon. I'm glad Leon Ruff got something to do because I was very worried about him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, he's still in it. Yeah, so him making it 
you know, just having uh, more matches within the tournament is something to do because I don't want him to go into obscurity. Also, I because oh, I, I mean, uh, the couple weeks the couple weeks ago with the match with um, Gargano, I was very surprised they let him get that much offense in in that match. I right. thought I thought they were gonna like really spike deadly him and just kind of have him like it, it get like beat up a lot and he got a lot of offense in on that match and I was that shocked. match is completely different from the first uh singles yeah. match that he had with Gargano where yeah. uh Priest uh got him disqualified. Um I I'm 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 excited for the match. I want to see what they do with Leon Ruff in the future. And then, you know, also Kushida as well. We'll see how that shapes the uh, North American title scene going forward. But that is it for the show. There are many things to plug. We got the A show talking the no fly zone. Uh, Jackson Riker needs to be locked up. We know he was there. Wait, where was Bobby Fish at? <laughs> Hey, when I, <laughs> he when I heard, the, he about, on the show. When I heard about the Bobby Fist stuff, I, was, I started scratching my neck. I was just like, damn, for real? He wasn't at the uh, show. I'm just saying. <laughs> that man was storming the Capitol with one good arm. <laughs> one good arm. <laughs> Bad hip. Yeah. Um, we have the season finale of the Rewriters Room where they talk about the big Woo Goldberg. Goldberg. Uh, you should listen to that. New spot callers soon. Uh, what, what y'all watching? We we watched. Um, oh no! Why watch? did I for, what did I forget? Why did I forget? It's, T, it's <laughs> TNA, right? Wasn't it TNA? No, 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 no. It's a, it's an ROA show. We already did the TNA show. Finally. Okay. Oh man! Was it one of the ROA shows I sent you? No. Um, it's it's one that Justin owned. It had Homicide versus Daniel Bryan on it, where Homicide wins the title. Oh and, yo, I have a, I have a funny story about that too. Oh, go ahead. I was supposed to go to that show. No, I was Dang. supposed to go to the show tonight, but no, they had, I'm sorry, I take that back. They had a, a match a couple months prior to that match mm. where it was, it was Dale Bryan versus a homicide. And it was in um spring. It was, where the hell was it? It was in like Hartford somewhere, like in East Windsor, Connecticut, somewhere, somewhere near Hartford. Mm-hmm. And I remember this is before like phones had GPS. <laughs> and so like we, me and my boys, we printed out like a map quest but somehow we oh, took the wrong exit, and then we ended up in like Springfield, Massachusetts. So we were like the whole different like Ooh, I don't think you understand man. like Hart- Hartford and Springfield are, like they're not that far away from each other, but they're far enough. We like we completely missed the show, and I was so upset about it. But Damn, that's that's different, story, different story for a different time. But yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have you on spot callers at some <laughs> point, but I know Justin's gonna kill me for but for forgetting about the show or what the show name is. That means I need to rewatch it. I think that was Death Before Dishonor. <laughs> oh, Final Battle. That was Final Battle. If if it's the uh, show, if this show where Homicide won the belt, it's Final Battle. Final Battle. I think it might have been Final Battle two thousand six. Six. Yeah, Final Battle two thousand six. Yeah. See, I was I was out there for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I and, then, that stuff. and then we got the new show coming. Uh, well, not a new show. The G Show finally got its new name. I don't know if uh, Justin has said what it was on the A Show yet. So I'm going to keep it close to the chest. But we're finally going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. And if you've been following me on uh, Twitter, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, shout out to bro. Shout out to that that is the only th- that's the that's only positive thing over. I can say about Wrestle Kingdom right now. <laughs> and you can follow me at H underscore visibility. You can follow Quan at the comeback spot. Do you want to give him the personal one as well? Or is this like, nah, don't talk to me about wrestling on that one? Yeah, you know, you know what? Talk to me on the comeback spot about wrestling. 
The, and, the uh, Ace Trainer, he's only he's only watching busted videos right now. That's, oh, what, that's what we on. Christ, that's what we on. <laughs> hey, look. And uh, everything that we put out and everything in the future, uh, you can hear about it on the A Show RNC and RNC Radio Live on Twitter. See you guys next week. Praying that somebody actually drops a busted challenge. Tony, I'm talking to you, Tony. Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Please, man. I need it. (laughs) Oh, no. Let me end the recording.